What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for joining us here. We're going to talk today about prayer. What do we even pray? What are we supposed to pray for? We as Christians know that we're supposed to pray. Uh, It comes naturally to us. I believe that when you're born again, your heart immediately wants to commune with God. It's what uh, our relationship with the Lord is based on. It's on our communication. Prayer is us communing with the Lord. It's uh, uh, sharing with the Lord. It's talking to the Lord. I think people get messed up because when they look at prayer, they think it has to look a certain way. Oh, uh, you know, I don't have a great prayer life. And they picture themselves with their their uh, their face like very severe and and there's place for tongues, praying in tongues. Uh, Paul said, I pray in the understanding and I pray in the spirit. Praying in tongues, if you don't know what to pray, praying in tongues is the best way to pray. But people think, that prayer has to look like the Nigerian uh, man praying and almost sounding like he's um, angry with God in the way he prays. Like if it doesn't look like that, it's not prayer. But prayer is communication with God. In the same way I spend time and I talk to my wife, I spend time and I talk to God and we call it prayer. Prayer can be worship. Prayer can be asking. Prayer can also be not asking. Prayer can be thanksgiving. Uh, prayer can be a lot of things. We know we're supposed to pray, but when it comes to, all right, Lord, what do I actually pray for? Many people Uh, don't know what to pray, um, or pray for the wrong things. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that today. We're going to look at some prayers in the New Testament on ways to pray. I'm not going to talk about the Lord's Prayer now. We'll leave that for another time. But I want you to see some prayers. You know, if you asked, if you, if someone came to you and said, hey, pray a prayer that people 2,000 years would be able to benefit from. Pray a prayer that they would be able to, to benefit from. Uh, 2,000 years from now, in in all different countries, in all walks of life, what prayer would benefit them? Uh, Many people would say, Lord, send revival. Lord, uh, send a great awakening. Lord, do this. Lord, do that. Lord, pray. Lord, please uh, release the finances. Lord, please let let revival come. Lord, please give the people hunger. And we pray for these things, for God to do these things. But now we look at Paul. And we look at what he prayed, and I want you to see the difference of how Paul prayed versus how maybe we uh, contemporary we 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 con- contemporaries is that a word? Is that how you say that? We nowadays would pray and ask God. So take a look here, Ephesians one. Um, I'm going to read verse sixteen, and it says, "I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers." And here we go. This is what he prays for them. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, would give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. So here God's, Paul's petitioning God on behalf of the Ephesians to give them something. And it's the spirit of wisdom and revelation for the, uh, in the knowledge of him. For the point that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened, that you would know... And then he goes on, what is the hope of your calling? What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? What is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe? Paul didn't say, God, do something. He said, God, open their eyes so they can understand what's already theirs. The, the prayer of Paul is for knowledge. He didn't say, send revival to the Ephesians. He said, let their eyes be opened to who they are in Christ. First of all, the three things that he says that they would know the hope of their calling. God wants you to be familiar and acquainted with the fact that there's eternity. Hope is for the future. What's the hope of your calling? The calling upward, right? The calling to eternal life, the hope that you would be able to share the gospel and someone else will have eternal life. But it's an it's a matter of knowledge. Paul is saying, God, help them to see who you are and who they are. Look, God, 
you don't, you've done all you're going to do. Help them, not God send revival. God, help them to know. Help them to know the hope of their calling. Help them to know the, the riches of the glory of the inheritance. Hey, you have an inheritance. I have an inheritance. Help them to know it. Paul is saying this is a matter of knowledge. What do you know about who you are? Christians who don't know who they are live below their means. You know, there's a scripture in 1 John that says that when we're born again, God gives us the power to work righteousness. Oh, you know, I just can't resist this sin. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says you'll have power to work righteousness. The Bible says I'll keep him at continual peace whose mind is stayed on me. You know, I'm just not a very peaceful. I'm just stressed out all the time. Well, do you know who you are? As a Christian, you're not called to be stressed out. If you knew what the normal Christian life was. Well, yeah, I've heard that all before. Well, no, your eyes obviously haven't been been enlightened. You may have read it, but you may not have seen it in your heart. You may have read it in your head. Yeah, you know, keep him at continual peace. His mind has stayed on me. Wouldn't that be nice? Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer. No, that's not knowing. That's knowing a scripture verse. That's not knowing the reality of it in your heart. God, let the give them the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Lord, let them know you and know who they are in you. And then the third thing, the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe. So I want you to see this. Here he says power. We're going to see where that power is. We're going to hop over to that same power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead, right? And so Ephesians 3, the next Ephesian prayer. Here we have, go down here to verse um, 16, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory. This is the prayer, right? He says in verse 14, for this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he prays that he would grant you to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Where's the Holy Ghost? He's inside of you. So he's not praying for you to have something extra. He's praying. He's not praying for you to have more anointing. Nowhere does Paul say, Lord, give them more anointing. He says that they would be strengthened by the Holy Ghost that's already on the inside of them. Verse 19, that Christ would dwell in your hearts by your faith, that you'd be rooted and grounded in love. Where is that love? The Bible says the love of God is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost. Lord, give me more love. No. Love, all the love that you need. What, you know, (laughs) love is love. Love is not on a scale. Love is love. You don't need more love. God lives on the inside of you. You need to yield in the opportunities you have. God, give me patience. No, allow, the Bible says, let patience have her perfect work in you. There'll be, you ask God for, God, give me patience. You know what he gives you? Opportunities to yield to patience. (laughs) Opportunities to yield opportunities to exercise patience. You start praying that prayer, Lord, give me patience. He'll send people that, that man, God, give me grace. Let me overlook people's faults. People will start showing up and you'll have opportunities to overlook their faults. God doesn't send love down from the heavens on you. God, this isn't about getting a greater anointing. The anointed one lives on the inside of you. Jesus Christ's anointing lives inside of you in the person of the Holy Spirit. For we have an unction from the Holy One, and we know all things, the Bible says. The Bible says that we have a treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of their power may be of God and not of us. The, tr- the excellency is already there. God, give me more anointing. That's not a biblical prayer. That'd be like saying, God, give me the rest of the Holy Spirit. He lives inside of you. How much are you yielding to Him? How much do you know? How much are you reading the Word? How much knowledge do you have? God, I need a healing anointing. It's already inside of you. Draw it out. God, I need 
I need a miracle working anointing. Uh, Draw it out. The Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you. He's already there. So he says that you may be able to comprehend. What is that? Comprehend, to understand. Here again, Paul's prayer. Lord, let them just even understand the, the, the love of Christ, that you may be able to comprehend. Verse 19, and to know. These prayers that he's praying are not for more of a substance, more of an attribute. It's for more of knowledge to understand what you already have. May be able to comprehend that you would know the love of Christ. And by knowing it, you would be filled with all the fullness of God. What about that scripture? Lord, give me more anointing. He says, as you begin to know the love of Christ that's already inside of you, the, you will be flooded. The problem is, is you've got a ho- the thing is, is you've got a hose pipe. You've got a river on the inside of you. The Bible says, John 7, 37, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. Oh God, I need more anointing. The anointing is there. You haven't let it flow. Let it flow. Let it flow. God, I need more. Is that, I mean, is that, at what point do you stop praying that prayer? All right, God, I'm, I'm happy with the anointing that I've got. You don't fast to get more anointing. You fast to get rid of unbelief so that you can draw out what you have. Say this with me. I'm anointed. This, the same, say this, say the same anointing on the inside of Jesus is inside of me. You draw it out. You yield to the Holy Ghost. The Bible says that as we know the love of Christ, where is the love of Christ? The Bible says the love of God is shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Ghost. Already, not will be, already shed abroad. That at that point, I'd be filled with all the fullness of God. Would you be happy to be filled with the fullness of God? God, fill me with your fullness. Hey, I want you to know the fullness that's already on the inside of you. You've got, we got everything we need. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, we got everything we need. Hey, how about that? Didn't expect that, did you? Um, and then we'll go over to Colossians. Next couple books over. Colossians chapter 1. For this cause, verse 9, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you would be filled with the knowledge of his will. What is that again? First desire, filled with the knowledge of his will. I just want you to know. I want you to know. This is why your word time is important. Your studying of the word is important. Lord, fill me. Lord, with supernatural anointing. Yeah, you're already filled. Get to know what's already on the inside of you. Draw it out in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. This is what he wants you to know. For the purpose then that as you know, verse 10, that you would walk worthy of the Lord and be fully pleasing. You can't please the Lord unless you know what he's done for you and, 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 and what's already on the inside of you. And then by knowing, you would be fruitful in every good work. And in knowing, you would increase in the knowledge of God. Again, increasing in the knowledge. And the, the result of that would be that you'd be strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, unto all patience and longsuffering. Where, let's go back to, Ephesians, I missed the part that I wanted on Ephesians 3. At the end it says, verse 20, Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. The question isn't how much anointing you have. It isn't God send revival. Revival is in you. You go around raising the dead. That's revival. You'll see revival. It's what power are you letting work in you? When God taps on your shoulder and says, hey, do this today. When God, when you're praying and God says, say this to that person, are you yielding? When you're out there and you're walking and the Lord says, go talk to that person. Are you yielding? Are you yielding? Every time you yield, you draw out. 
God, help me to access it. Now, you can pray prayers. God, don't let me miss it. God, help me. God, supernaturally direct me. God, leave me in the right path. Lord, don't let me miss it. But Father, help me to understand. The Bible says, Lord, that, that Paul prayed that you would... F- Fill me with the Paul prayed that you would fulfill the good, all the good pleasure of your goodness, that you would fulfill the work of faith with power. Lord, let that work as I allow your power to work in me, the power that's already in there by the power. How much am I yielding to the Holy Spirit on the inside of me? Let's look at another one in the book of Acts as we finish up here. How do I even pray? Book of Acts, chapter four. So they were persecuted, they come back into their own, and it says, um, and being let go, they went under their own company. This is Acts 4.23. And reported all that the chief priests and elders. And when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and prayed. And they, they start talking to the Lord. Lord God, you made heaven and earth. And then verse, verse 29 says, And now, Lord, behold their threatenings. And they say in this, this is what they ask. And grant unto your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word. So what did they ask for? Boldness. And we've asked that. Lord, I need boldness. Verse 30, by stretching forth your hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of your holy child, Jesus. They asked for three things. Number one, God, give us boldness. That sounds like a prayer we pray today. God, give us boldness. Lord, let miracles be done. Lord, stretch forth your hand and heal. What did God say? He didn't say, okay, go meet me at this corner and I'll heal people at that corner. No. What did he do? It says, and when they had prayed, the place was shaken and they were where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spoke the word of God with boldness. When people, God answers most prayers for anything with one result, by filling you with the Holy Ghost. He's already on the inside of you. So it's not like you get more of the Holy Spirit. It's that you overflow. There's, a, there's an overflowing. You get filled with the Holy Ghost. It's like the picture of a cup, right? You have a cup. I can fill the cup with water, and I can be filled with something. To be baptized into the Holy Ghost is to take that cup and to throw it into a swimming pool. I'm so baptized into the Holy Spirit that, that there's, He's in me, He's all around me, and He's coming out of me. How can I distinguish the cup from what it's inside? I'm a cup that your cup can run dry, but as you get baptized and filled afresh, boldness comes from your yielding and getting filled with the Holy Ghost. Every prayer you pray, God, do this for me. Increase my anointing. Increase my effectiveness. He answers in one way. Fills you with the Holy Ghost afresh. Yield to the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. When you pray for yourself, Lord, let me be quick to yield. Lord, even right now, fill me. Lord, fill me to overflowing. Let your anointing flow up out of my spirit. Lord, I don't resist you. Lord, let your anointing begin to flow. Lord, let it overtake me. Let it overwhelm me. Lord, the job at hand is too great. I yield to the power of the Holy Ghost even now. I yield to the anointing of the Holy Ghost even now. I yield to the power of the Holy Ghost and see what God begins to do to you, do through you. How do you pray? Pray to know what's already inside of you and pray to walk and yield to the Holy Ghost. I love you. Jesus loves you. We'll see you on the next podcast.